Jay Garvin's show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Well, good morning, radio listeners. What a beautiful Saturday it is. You've landed at the Jay Garvin Show, home and mortgage talk, where we talk all things home, all things mortgage, and much, much more. If you're hearing my voice for the very first time, my name is Jay. Welcome back, my regular friends and podcast and radio listeners. Those of you that are brand new, hi. My name is Jay, and I'm your friend. I've got my script in front of me. It's whatever time if you're a podcast listener, but if you're a regular radio listener, good morning. Saturday, we've got a little bit of sun today. It's a little more chilly, but I'm glad to be in the studio with Matt. I've also got a great guest here today, Dave Fleming with Pella Windows. Big announcement coming there. But over the last couple weeks, I've been talking about money. Right there, Matt, that's good. Money, money, money. I like that. A lot of people talk about money. Sadly enough, with the internet, uh, anybody can talk about money. Very, very few people, less than 3 to 5% of all Americans, can actually give advice full of wisdom or with a positive track record about money. It's one of those things like politics that everybody has an opinion, but very few people have experience. But right here on The Jay Garvin Show, you might not find it in a university. You definitely won't find it in a high school. Sometimes you won't even find it in the workplace or the home. We're going to talk about money. Now, last week, right here, I talked about the seven streams of income. Earned income, business income, interest income, dividend income, capital gains income, royalty income, and my favorite, rental income. Then I also talked about residual There's a big difference between residual income, that's money that works for you while you sleep. Things like if you own a promissory note or a savings account, you're going to get interest income residually no matter what. If you own a blue chip stock that has dividends, you've got residual income from profits that just come on a quarterly and annual basis. Then, of course, you've got royalty incomes. If you've got a podcast or you've got a uh, wave file, a CD like Maybe Kid Rock. And then, of course, there is rental income, which is residual. Well, today, with the drum roll, my friend, I'm talking about appreciating and depreciating assets. Did you think I fell asleep? I didn't fall asleep. I am the only guy in North America that's going to make appreciating and depreciating assets exciting. Now, you can get a hold of me directly at 719-330-1457. I take my calls personally. Man, I had a flood all the way through January and about halfway through February. Valentine's Day, I think, was the cutoff. Maybe it's because I didn't send you a Valentine's Day card. You are no longer calling me, radio listeners. The last two weeks have been dead. I hope it's not the subject matter of my shows. Like I said, last week I did buckle up. Seven streams of income. I've got another really exciting show coming 
for you next week. So I just want to know, oh, and that was the week before last. No, I had Sally Clark and Justin Hermes on last week. So this is going to be a full show talking about appreciating and depreciating assets. I am so glad that Dave Fleming from Pella Windows is here. I'm going to announce some more details later because he represents Pella Windows and there's some appreciation in assets there. But today, the muse for this show is everywhere I go, people are more concerned about the latest iPhone than they are their latest investment. I'm concerned about people that are encouraging their kids to spend sixty to eighty to a hundred thousand dollars, some in cash, mostly by school loans, to go discover themselves. Say what is that really a worthy or appreciating investment or asset, or is it depreciating? And is your car, I mean, you need it. Is that an appreciating asset or a depreciating asset? We've all got the sobering reality of inflation before us right now. So the cost of everything from a $6 dozen eggs all the way to $4. See, little congratulatory cheer there in the background from Matt. Yay for Colorado and $4 a gallon gas again. You know, we're in one of the top eight most expensive states in the entire union for gas. Now, part of that is temporary because we actually do have an oil refinery just north of Denver, and there's been some problems with it. I don't think it was one of those Bible Belt Southern acts of sabotage that they did to some of the utilities down there. But everything in front of us price-wise is heightened, and I want to tell you, that now is the best time to have this conversation about appreciating and depreciating assets. The most important thing I want to talk to you about is the fact that with an asset, whether it is a appreciating asset or depreciating asset, there is different uses. Like, it doesn't really matter if a car is appreciating or depreciating. The fact of the matter is is that you need that car to get from point A to point B. You need a phone to make a call. You need to have your appliances in your house, but you also need to have a retirement. You need to have a plan, a place to live. It's your choice whether you live there and you own it or whether you live there and you rent it. I tell people interest rates are really high right now. Six to seven percent owning isn't easy. But when it comes to appreciation as a renter, the only thing that you're appreciating is your landlord's wallet. And if you are a renter, your interest rate is 100 percent because you're keeping zero percent. So those are some of the things that we're going to talk about. I also am going to give you a list of appreciating assets, a list of depreciating assets, the definition of such. And then most importantly, like I do, how does it apply to you and your family? How does it apply to your lifestyle? And just like I've mentioned before, if I can help you with your next purchase or refinance transaction, especially if you have put depreciating assets like groceries and movie tickets on a credit card. I can help you with that. We need to get rid of it. I'm going to walk through with you how you can identify an appreciating and depreciating asset. And most of all, I'm going to start to talk how you can 
save money over the long haul by beating inflation and turning what is normally a depreciating asset into an appreciating asset. All of this right here on the Jay Garvin Show. Call me during the break at 719-330-1457 so I can help you with your next purchase or refinance transaction. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show. They both could afford He found a nightclub He could work at the door She had a guitar And she taught him some chords The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk Saturdays at 8 a.m. Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment brought to you by locally owned Rocky Mountain Climate, a family owned business. Well, thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay. I'm your friend on the radio. Let the rest of the world fade away. It's just you and me in the radio show. I'm excited that you're staying tuned as I'm talking about appreciating and depreciating assets. I think it's one of the biggest things in society that we don't appreciate. <laughs> Did you get that? You've got me. Come on, man. Have a little bit of fun. But so many people are spending money on toys, phones. What is it called? Bubba juice. There's this new kind of drink that my kids get. Boba juice. Like people are spending $9 on a big container of drink that's got like these jellyfish in it. What you talking about, mister? I mean, what in the hell is up with that? We have individuals that are just spending stuff like $4 on a cookie that crumbles. It's incredible that now going to the movie theater is $35 for a family. Those are all important things, but they're assets or expenses in your life that are depreciating. I could never understand why people buy new cars because it depreciates. It gets less in value literally a millisecond after you drive it off the car lot. So I'm talking today about appreciating and depreciating assets. And I've got a good friend that's going to join me here, Dave Fleming with Pella Windows, but I'm going to define here before we start an appreciating asset, and this is by Webster. It's also notv.com, also investopedia.com. An appreciating asset is simply an item that increases in value over time, and a depreciating asset is the opposite. It decreases in value over time. Now, an example of something that appreciates Obviously, I'm a real estate and mortgage guy, is a house. And something that depreciates is a car. Now, there's exceptions to that. And I'm going to list the six or seven major types of appreciating asset building tools. I'm going to tell you 20 to 30 ways that examples of appreciating assets. And I'm also going to give you depreciating asset examples. But right now, I'm going to introduce and have Dave step up to the microphone and buddy and say, welcome back. Hey, thanks. What? We spent a year together uh, yep. as you uh, represented the amazing company. Endeavor Exteriors. Endeavor Exteriors. Yep. And the owner, Chris, was very thankful. Yeah. Drummed up a lot of business. You and I have done a lot together. But you are a man that has appreciating value because now Pella plucked you up. 
Yep, I'm a man of conviction, that's for You're sure. You're a man of conviction. You were supposed to be in you know, financial independent retirement. Now you just got done traveling the country with Pella, my friend. Tell me where you went and tell me a little bit about Pella. Yep, so I did. I made the transition over to Pella, and I enjoy it uh, tremendously. And, and a lot of it had to do with the Pella that we put in your home. Uh-huh. Um, it's just a great experience. The Pella factory is where I went, which is in Pella, Iowa. It's a $1.8 million Square foot facility. Yep, square foot facility that employs over 10,000 people, 100-year-old company. And it's one of 22 facilities that run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all-American employees. All-American employees, all-American product. And like you said, I have it in my house. Yep. And it's amazing because I'll be honest with you, the product itself, because I tell you as a radio listener, whether you're buying a hammer, whether you're interviewing a real estate agent or going and buying a car or getting tax advice, you want to talk to at least two or three people. Sure. And I sat down at great length with Anderson Window first, which is another good Midwestern company. And then I sat down with Pella and the proof is in the pudding. Now I've got 20 brand new Pella windows in my house with cutting edge technology. You head up a whole team and there's a brand new presence of Pella here in town, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Pella was owned by one person up till about a year ago, and they split it down the middle. So we actually have everything south of Castle Rock all the way down to the border to New Mexico, Kansas, and Utah. We own all of that. And um, we don't just sell to retail. We do. We have a great showroom over off Corporate Drive in Kotura. Yep, uh, right but, in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we also sell to the contractor because we have an on-time delivery guarantee. A lot of the things during COVID we couldn't control. But now, rather than spending a lot of money into marketing, we actually took the marketing money and we put it into production and added two new facilities in so whenever a contractor orders his windows, it's on-time delivery guaranteed or the money back. So, I mean, it's- It's, it's a real a, deal. It's a real deal. It's a really take care of. It's it's not money back, but it's money towards the next product and also people that can give back to the people if the people are irritated or if there's an issue. So Absolutely. It's, it's, it's just a good thing to try to help the contractor out. And you guys are referred to Mountain West Pella? Mountain View Pella. Mountain View Pella. Yep. And every single one of you listening right now is going to hear brand new commercial about and for Pella. And you know that I never put anybody on the microphone, let alone in the studio, to share a product or a service unless I use it myself. And the Pella product has been absolutely phenomenal. Tell me just a little bit more about the Pella product. There's windows, there's doors, there's some innovation. Kind of share that, my friend. Yeah, actually some of the new stuff is the much bigger doors. So a lot of people are going big now, you know, and those- Big sliders. Big sliders, yeah. We've got one that's 28 foot by 12 foot tall. And a lot of those, and we do wood, we do vinyl, we do fiberglass. You have the Impervi, which is a fiberglass product, but the the wood metal clad is uh, it's an amazing window. All of the products are lifetime warranty. So wow, yeah, lifetime warranty. And I know that I discovered for myself a 20 year warranty on my windows, mm-hmm. meaning we put them in, and then for some reason I don't know, we had that really cold winter because mm-hmm. 2022 mm-hmm. was very very cold. Yeah, that one of my front brand new Pella windows cracked and I'm like geez I just got done with this yeah gave you a call and I was startled when you said what yeah no problem because why we've got an in-house service department it's not like you got to get somebody out from Toledo we've got a whole service department actually in our offices we've got a 20,000 square foot facility over there came over fixed my casement window replaced 
the glass. Yep. And they said, yep, any breakage at all in the next 20 years, just give us a call. Call us. And it's amazing. Talk to me about some of the innovations because that's the biggest reason why I chose Pella. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has been innovation. We've always been a leader in the market with the roll screen starting in the 1970s. We started out with the roll screen. What's the roll screen? Roll screen is an invisible screen that comes down that you can't see. And so you don't have that gaudy screen sitting right in front of your windows. With all the mountain views and stuff. Absolutely. As you open your traditional window and slide it up, the the screen grows with the gap. Absolutely. And that, like you said, is called the roll screen. Mm -hmm. Now, the one that got me is the easy slide. Yeah operator window the eso casement window yeah i'll let you explain that to the folks yeah so it's got a a lever on the side remember in the old casements that you used to get arthritis cranking the cranking circular circular crank it as you put it open and close now it's on the side yep it's an easy slide and it literally with a finger you can open and close it up and down with ball bearings and a kevlar strap in there yep and i love that because you in colorado you click the window open you slide it and then every summer night we've got like our five casements yeah yeah so that's fantastic my friend so it's mountain view pella and you guys own colorado springs north monument hill all of that all the way through the southern part of the state which is all of our radio listeners yeah and in the last couple minutes tell us something about pella you did a lot of touring and stuff that we don't know well that manufacturing facility like i said runs 24 hours a day but they bring in they have three million sticks on hand of two by six by 20s if they stop getting shipments in that would only last six days wow and all of that lumber all of that is held all of the windows are manufactured in all of the different facilities all American made. It's amazing. None of it coming on boats, cargo ships from China or Venezuela. Nope, it's all right here. Yeah, and it is an amazing product. I can't tell you, Dave, how excited I am about the partnership. I don't even know how to tell the people to get a hold of you. I mean, you got a big old staff, or what do you do? We got about 33 employees over there. It's Pella.com. Come by the showroom. We're at Kotura over there off Corporate Drive. Awesome. That's great, my friend. And if you need more information and you just don't have it at your fingertips, just call me at 719-330-1457. Dave is one of my best friends. And the last thing that I tell you here in regards to Pella, is my wife and I put all new Pella windows in our house with cutting-edge technology that has a 20-year warranty. I wouldn't even venture to guess what it would cost me in 15 years to put in those exact same windows. So even technically, where a window or a refrigerator is a depreciating asset, we save tens of thousands of dollars and we get to enjoy the window that's warrantied for the next 20 years. So there's ways that you can turn depreciating assets into appreciating assets, especially in the inflationary times that we're in. Look forward to hearing some great news from Dave and Pella in the future. Also, a brand new ad that we're going to be putting out, my friend. And I can't wait till you're on again. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to continue my conversation with appreciating and depreciating assets right here on The Jay Garvin Show. I want to remind you, we had a great Investment property class, nine people attended, very small environment on the 28th of February. The very next investment property class I'm doing the last Tuesday, second to last Tuesday in March, March 21st, Tuesday, March 21st at 6.30 p.m. If you have any interest in learning more about investment property, call me at 719-330 and get into that class. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. I think I can make it now.
Now I'm not talking about excessive greed The kind that puzzled the scribes and Pharisees I don't worship it like a golden calf But change in my pocket is always good for a laugh The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. A little spending money, money to burn, money that you did not necessarily earn. Rainy days seem to wind up sunny Long as you got a little spending money Well, thanks for staying with me. I am Jay. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show, and I'm continuing the conversation today about appreciating versus depreciating assets. Now, I am a licensed loan originator, so I would love to earn your business for the next purchase transaction that you have, maybe your adult children, maybe your neighbors, your friends. Also, if you're over the age of 62 and you've got more equity in your house that you own than money in your wallet or monthly retirement income, Income, please call me at 719-330-1457. You can also go to churchillcolorado.com. Not only do I host this show, not only am I a avid investment property owner, I'm also one of the owners. We're an ESOP, an employee stock ownership plan company. We are owned by the members. That's why we're so efficient. We're so permanent. We're so customer oriented. At Churchill, it's never the wrong time to do the right thing regardless of the choice. We're regardless of the situation. It doesn't matter whether you need advice on a HELOC loan, if you need advice on whether you should finance your car, just any finance question at all, just give me a call. But I'm telling you right now, with this conversation of appreciating and depreciating assets, I really thought of it because with inflation, every single expense that we have is height. When it costs me $125 to fill my truck rather than $65 with gas being at $4 a gallon rather than $2 a gallon, I changed the way I think and I drive. Three years ago, I wouldn't have thought a second thought about hopping in my truck and driving it up to Golden, Colorado to watch my daughter dance. Now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to leave my truck home that gets 18 miles to the gallon and take my daughter's escape up to Golden that gets 28 miles to the gallon. My wife and I think about how many eggs we eat when they're $6 a dozen rather than a dollar a dozen like they were three years ago. And the same thing applies with anything that you purchase. Now with inflation, that is further exacerbated because where you could get a furnace installed in your house for $3,500 four years ago, it's already $5,500 because of the cost of labor and materials. I just spoke with Dave from Pella Windows and I gave the example from 2021 to 2022. Now it literally is March of 2023 and for the last two and a half years I have done a full renovation on my house from windows to shutters to gutters to siding to carport a deck railing all of that and I've spent a lot of money but I would spend twice that amount in 20 years. And when you get things like I have a roof that has from Edco that I got from Endeavor Exteriors, that's warrantied for 50 years. I have Pella windows in my house that are now warrantied even if a pane of glass breaks for 20 years. And that's transferable to people that buy my house. So there are situations where with depreciating assets, and let's list 
some of the depreciating assets. Furniture is typically a depreciating asset. An automobile and machinery and equipment in your business, whether it's a forklift or a sewing machine, has value and you need it, but it depreciates as time goes on. That depreciation is dramatically slowed during an inflationary time period like we're living in. Meaning, I literally bought a 2015 Ford truck in 2019 for $23,000 with 35,000 miles on it. Now it has 65,000 miles and I still can sell that truck for twenty-one dollars to $23,000. So the same is true with windows. If you buy them now, with inflation being stubborn and sticking with us, it definitely is going to cost more, but it could possibly double over the next 10 years when you need them. And my wife asked me about this. Hey, if we have inflation now that is excessive, 7 to 8% is excessive, is there going to be a time when we have deflation? And that's a great question. And my answer is there's going to be no deflation in the near future. That's for sure. We have way too much federal debt. The interest rate, the Fed funding rate, the employment rate are all such that we're stuck in an inflationary rut. What I do believe could happen by 2025, 2027, maybe 2029, we could have a period of five to seven years that comes after that, that prices are flat. The price of a car stays relatively flat. The value of a house is there and exists, but is relatively flat, and so on and so forth. But other examples of depreciating assets, like I mentioned before, are simple electronics, like your microwave, your computer, definitely your phone. It seems that they try to make phones obsolete, especially Apple, every one to three years, even though you spend $1,000 on your phone. Well, people aren't spending $1,000 on their Apple phones anymore, so... I would venture a guess that in the coming years, they're not going to have these exorbitant iPhone 15, iPhone 18, iPhone 20, because they have a hard time even selling the current iPhones that have been released. And that is a depreciating asset. Now, I'm not going to get into the depreciating assets like eating out is the fastest depreciating asset. You need it in your body, but when you go out to eat within 12 hours, all evidence of that experience is gone. And I come from a family where my wife and my kids would rather have a great home-cooked meal than one at a restaurant that's $100. But going specifically into appreciating assets, and as I had mentioned at the beginning of the show, an appreciating asset is very simply defined as an asset that increases in value over time, period, whether you intercede with it or not. And a depreciating asset falls in value over time. Now, some examples of appreciating assets, there's actually six to seven of them. You can have capital appreciation, currency appreciation, real estate appreciation, of course, collectible appreciation, business appreciation, and then private equity appreciation, and then, of course, interest appreciation. So capital appreciation is the most common. A lot of people talk about that. That's your 401ks, that's stocks, that can even include bonds. It can include commodities, anything in and around capital or money appreciation. It's the most common by far. A majority of all Americans, the only appreciating assets that they have, and there's over 75% of all Americans that have capital appreciation, a 401k, a mutual fund, 
a commodity, a common stock, stuff like that. The second one is currency appreciation. Now, currency can be anything from just foreign exchange to also the most popular one lately is crypto currency. Well, currency appreciation, like crypto, can become currency implosion. See, what's the stability of a common stock like Ford on the Dow or Microsoft or more specifically Amazon on the NASDAQ with stability as opposed to cryptocurrency? The third one is real estate appreciation. That's the one that's near and dear to my heart that I've got circled. I'm going to come back to. And that can be a single family residence. That can be a real estate investment trust and REIT. And I'll come back to that one. And then you have collectible appreciation. This is for the rich and famous people who have art, people like Jay Leno who have these classic cars that actually gain value. You can actually gain tremendous value in simple things like wine. But then you have the most explosive in the history of the world is business appreciation. I mentioned in seven forms of income last week, 90% of the world's wealth has been created through business income. The creation and the expansion of Tesla, the creation expansion of Amazon, of Walmart, of Ford, of Procter & Gamble, of just Garvin's Mortgage Group, now Churchill Mortgage, of Pella Windows, the list goes on and on. Tremendous amount of asset appreciation there. And then you have private equity appreciation, which is really people that invest in a percent ownership of businesses, kind of somewhere between being a stock owner and actually being an equity owner is a big part if that business does well. And then you've got interest appreciation, promissory notes, mortgages, savings, accounts, CDs, stuff like that. But before we leave and when we get in the last segment where we're going to get deep into real estate and how you can really react and interact with all of this is I'm going to give you 23 different ways that I looked up. Took me years through RadicalFire.com, InvestorWallet.com, Investopedia.com. Here's 23 different forms of appreciating asset income. Rental properties, stocks, crowdfunding real estate, like I said, real estate investment trusts, bonds, mortgage investment corps, mutual funds, syndicated mortgages, stock funds, ETFs, exchange traded funds, peer-to-peer -peer lending, high yield funds, investment funds, currencies, short-term bonds, private lending corp, master limited partnerships, dividend stock funds, crypto, vintage cars, non-fungible tokens, that's a big one, digital art and it's like digital trading cards, stamps, and then of course, land and real estate. So the possibilities are endless. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to tell you how you can delve into appreciating assets during the summary of the show. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. It's my The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to pump you up. Well, welcome back, my friends. I love that intro, and I, in fact, 
am Jay Garvins, and I'm your friend. Finishing up your and my conversation today about appreciating assets. Now, I went and shared with you what an appreciating and what a depreciating asset is. Your TV, your computer, your phone, your food, your car, those are all depreciating assets. Your appreciating assets are your investments, hopefully. Absolutely your home. If you're a homeowner, if you have a business, In some cases, you can turn a depreciating commodity like a window I explained with Pello. Pello windows during an inflationary time period from a depreciating to an appreciating asset. So if you get a Pello window put into your house right now, that's got a 20-year warranty on it. And you need to get new windows definitely before you sell the house or you're going to lose tens of thousands of dollars of sales equity. And you have the resources. Replace those windows now and it's going to be money saved. Those are all... All different examples of appreciating assets. Now, I want you to call me at 719-330-1457 if you have some specific questions about appreciating assets. There is a lot of gray area. It's muddy water. Like, let's just look at houses. There's absolutely no doubt that a house is an appreciating asset. My wife and I have six properties that we purchased for income, and that's part of the seven streams of income show that I shared with you where we get a residual income every single month. Tens of thousands of dollars, more than $10,000 a month we make on six houses that people rent. Most of them long-term rentals. One of them right now, soon to be two, are short-term rentals. One's in the Smoky Mountains. One's going to be right in Ivy Wild. But take away the residual income that comes. Take away the fact that our renters, before we paid off our mortgages, and all our mortgages are paid off on these houses, they paid our mortgage as our asset appreciated. And if we bought these houses for 200000 and they're now 450000 we've had millions of dollars of appreciation because of making the right choice of what to purchase. So it doesn't matter whether you're an investment property owner, a rental property owner. That's a residual income conversation. I'm talking because a house can be a money pit that you own. But if I buy a house for $700,000 and I end up putting $300,000 in that house over the life of my ownership and I sell it at a $1.5 million price, I've still got a half a million dollars of cash, non-taxable appreciation when I sell that house or refinance that house. That's so important because right now everybody is like a parrot on my shoulder. Rates are high. Rates are high. Rates are high. And I understand it. Rates are higher. 6% is higher than 3%. But if you're listening right now and you don't hear anything else during this radio show, if you have a neighbor, if you have a friend, especially if you have an adult child that's between 25 and 45 that doesn't own a home and they're renting, guess what their interest rate is? If you're renting a house right now, your interest rate is 100%. And the only thing appreciating with your asset is your landlord's house and the money that you're giving him. So it's imperative not only to get money in retirement with rental property ownership, it's just as important to purchase a home and then make a goal over the next 20 years to pay that house off. Because if you don't have to pay $2,500 during retirement, $2,500 a month saved is $2,500 a month earned. So a majority of us are homeowners. I know that. I am. 85% of you are. So it's you talking to people that you know, because right now during this time period, because of inflation and higher rates where home appreciation has taken a pause, you can actually get a house this year for $40,000 less than you could last year in a $400,000 house. There is a rare brief window, the first window of opportunity since 2018. That's been five years 
that you can get a house, get into it, marry your home, date your mortgage, and if you spend $400 more a month to buy a house, or your adult child or neighbor or friend does, but you save $40,000 in the process, it's simple math. You divide $40,000 saved by $400 a month, that equals 100. That's 100 months that you have to catch up with a better interest rate and monthly payment, and most importantly, 10 years, eight and a half to 10 years of the appreciation game after interest rates settle down by 2024, 2025. It's so important to bend light and see logically around the corner what the normal individual doesn't see. And the biggest takeaways for this entire show is understanding the difference between an appreciating and depreciating asset. This is exactly what I would tell you to do. Buy a really good used car with twenty to 40,000 miles on it rather than a brand new car because it appreciates the second you drive it off the lot. Spend the money that you saved investing in an appreciating asset. One that I haven't spoke about is maybe education. If you're becoming a doctor, an attorney, an engineer, maybe a CPA, it really doesn't matter what you spend on school, whether it's 50000 or 450000 You're going to get that money back because education is an appreciating asset. Now, to get a European basket weaving degree from Liberal Arts University America, you're throwing that money away. I told my son, if, 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 if you're not getting a degree from the law school, the engineering school, or the medical school and passing your MCAT, that's your last semester at your Ivy League school because you can do any other degree, which is up to you and not me. I'm going to love you either way at a community college. But the biggest investment that you can make is in your house, is buying a house, doubling it up and getting residual income by making it an investment property eventually and then an appreciating asset by just owning it for the long haul. And sometimes things get confused because the IRS actually has a depreciation definition of real estate where if you own a rental property, you can depreciate it 127th every year. But the crazy thing is, is that it's depreciating for money and tax, but not for value increase. So call me at 719-330-1457. Remember to think appreciating assets in your life as opposed to depreciating assets and know the difference. And as I state at the end of every show, go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's all that matters in the end. And the last note is that only interest rate expense is in your head because even though interest rates are six to 7%, if you are renting or your friend is renting, a good friend doesn't allow a friend to rent. Because renters are paying 100% interest rate every single month. So go grow and prosper and tell someone close that you know that you love them. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show. You don't know how you met me. You don't know why you can't turn around and say goodbye. All you know is when I'm with you, I make you free. And swim through your veins like a fish in the sea. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. Bye.